Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Commerce Club podcast. Now today's guest is my business bestie Claire Alexander who in case you haven't met yet is a fashion brand consultant who helps fashion business entrepreneurs with product development and launching their fashion brands. Now you've probably met Claire if you follow me on Instagram because we have done loads of cool stuff together. We actually ran networking events when I was back in London and we have done many an Instagram live talking about what we do because what we do is very similar so together today we're going to debunk a hot topic which is the question we get all the time as brand consultants and retail consultants how much does it cost to start a brand so if we're going to be honest there's absolutely no right or wrong answer to this question but in this episode you'll find out what we recommend you invest in to spend your budget wisely to get maximum results so go give it a listen and let us know what budget you started your brand with in the comments hey Claire welcome to the podcast hello Sophie how are you I'm good how are you I'm good thank you I mean we've just been talking for at least 45 <laughs> minutes I don't we, we were meant to start recording at least 45 minutes ago and we have just been catching up on our crazy little lives since then <laughs> Yes, this might be a short podcast today. <laughs> well, it's a short podcast, we like but it's a topic talk. that is, we like <laughs> to talk. But um, obviously, anyone that probably is following me probably knows you as well. But do you want to introduce yourself to anyone that doesn't know who you are? Sure. Um, so my name is Claire Alexander. I am a fashion brand consultant. I help small brands start or scale their fashion businesses through fashion manufacturing and sales production. Amazing. Short and sweet. Love it. Cool. Today, obviously, so we have this conversation a few times and we get this, asked this question all the time. Obviously, we do a very similar job and we both support product-based businesses, start and grow. Um, but mm. one of the questions that is kind of a hot topic is how much does it actually cost to start a brand? And we wanted to dive into that subject. So it's probably going to be quite brief, but we're going to debunk it a little bit and see if we can answer the question, which... At the moment, we've got a bit of a question mark over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we both get asked this question a lot. Like, all every week I'm probably asked this question. And it's so difficult to answer because there's so many nuances around what you want to do um, and what sort of type of business you're going to run as well. Um, so it is a kind of thing of, like, how long is a piece of string? But we will try and debunk it a little bit. <laughs> depending on what, what it is you're going to do. But I think the, the the main thing is you can start with any budget, but you're going to grow, a, what's the word, grow at a slower rate than if you had a bigger budget. But you can still start and you can still grow. Yeah, for sure. I think it's all about, you can definitely start a business on any budget because I've seen mm. people start with £5,000. I've seen people start with £20,000. I've seen people start with £100,000. Like, it really just depends on like what cash you've got available. But obviously, when it comes to products, um, mo- nine out of 10 times, unless you're kind of, even when you're doing drop shipping, you're probably investing some money into marketing or people. There is always going to be some kind of overheads when it comes to running a product-based business. Um, but how much you start with is kind of all you've got to spend ultimately. If you've only got £5,000 to spend, then you can only start with that amount of money. Um, but it's about how you actually invest that money and get the return on that investment is will then be um, what determines the rate of growth that you're going to get as a business, I guess. Um, but I guess it's maybe let's break it down by saying, what do we need to invest in 
when you're starting a brand yeah and also I think the question that I always ask when I do discovery calls is what is your budget and people are sometimes stumped by that they're like oh I don't know and I'm like we you really need to have a figure in your head so that we can figure out where to put that money and how to spend it and what what you can afford to do I think that's a really important question to ask yourself when you're starting is how much money do I have to invest in this in this business because it's it's better to ask that question than to say how much what's it going to cost me let's start with the with the money that you have and let's work backwards definitely yeah yeah and yeah I think it's the same as like if you've got a goal you always work backwards from that goal and say these are the steps that I need to take in order to achieve that goal and it's no different when you're starting a brand it's like okay I have got five thousand pounds or a thousand pounds I then need to invest in marketing I might need to invest in sampling I might need to invest in product manufacturing um packaging shipping costs customs fees like all anything that kind of um factors into that budget is is obviously gonna um you're just gonna have to break down your top line into all of those little categories and then you'll be able to see what percentages you've got to split it between all of the things that you need to pay for but I guess product when it comes to I think the two the two main things that you're going to want to invest in are obviously product and marketing because without the product you don't have a brand and without the marketing nobody can see that product and knows to buy it so they're probably going to be your two best spent costs I guess um if we think if we're breaking this down into um product costs what would uh you say in terms of sampling like if let's just say for example we are creating a t-shirt brand and I want to sample um a t-shirt made in like China or Turkey or somewhere what would the kind of sampling costs be for something like that so again it's it's all going to come this is the thing it comes down to quantity so if you're making i don't know a blouse in europe um and you're buying 50 pieces then your costs are high because once you what you do the sample development it's usually at least three times the cost of your production price roughly but your production price will be high because what happens is they're going to set a lineup for your production and they, the same setup process happens whether you make 50 pieces or 5,000 pieces. So they're not going to get to profit on 50 pieces, the factory. So they're going to upcharge you for that. So it's expensive. So then your budget's going to determine how many samples you can make. So if you have to make, if you want to make a collection of, say, six, eight pieces, you've got to factor in the development costs for that. So you'll have a factory price. Say the factory charging you £50 a piece uh, per piece for your production. That means your sample development costs are going to be £150. So if you times that by eight, that's going to be your sample development costs. Um, and then you've got your production costs on top. So as well as that, you're going to have fabric costs. So it depends what factory you work with. Most of them, you'll have to source the fabric and send it to the factory. So there's that cost as well. So there's a lot of costs. So you and I have said, you just talked about dropshipping. Sometimes it's better to start if you have a small budget with a dropshipping or a wholesale business model where something is already factored in all those costs for you where you can trial and test the market and see what works for your customer yeah. your client base, and then move into um bespoke manufacturing 
depending on on your budget like you say it's that it's those costs they're expensive and I think people forget that they're paying for people's time when they're starting up especially it's such a forgotten cost isn't it sample development and like yeah. you pay that the machinist time the pattern cutter um you know you got to make the pattern all of these things do you make a twirl then the sample these are things that people don't really think about when they're looking at the production they're like all right that's going to cost me this much a piece yes that's the production cost but you've also got all these development costs um and then you'll have a first fit sample a second fit sample you know pre-product you've got to pay for those as well so it when it, it, all, it all adds up so yeah it depends on on the budget if you can even start with bespoke manufacturing whether you need to start with something different yeah because it, it definitely obviously it does it's less risk and less upfront initial investment if you are going down that dropship model because you are not bulk buying any units um you are very much just paying for that if it sells so if you don't have a huge budget i think obviously drop shipping is a great way to go um but ultimately that might not be the product that you want to sell because you're probably selling somebody else's product or a product that you you're just sourcing directly from a um supplier that you've had no control over the design or production of so you you may not get everything that you want out of that and then in which case good to test the market but maybe then you move on to product development once you've got a little bit of um revenue and then profit behind you from the stuff that you've already sold through drop shipping that's when you can kind of transition into that um production model I guess yeah um I guess there is a kind of you've got a kind of compromise at the beginning I think that's the thing you can't always have it all you might know all right I, this is exactly what I want to make this is my dream sort of thing but to, in order to get there, you need to take actionable steps. So maybe it is a dropshipping or maybe there's like that sort of halfway thing of customized um, product. So yeah. you use certain cost, um, businesses that like say blank T-shirts, there'll be an organic T-shirt in, in, a, in a range of colors that you could use. But then you bespoke print them or in custom embroider them, put your labels in. So you, it's a custom version um that you could do instead it's kind of a halfway point isn't it from doing wholesale yeah. do that um and then that could then is stepping up isn't it to making that product development um if you don't have that budget to start with you know if you if you've only got a small budget I mean we've seen people start on really small small budgets but they yeah. it can it can happen it can work but it's just it's a longer process to get there and you yeah you have but at a different place than you originally thought you was going to. For sure. And I think I think it all comes down to as well, like I've, I see it a lot where people come to me and they want fast growth and they think, right, okay, I've got an amazing product. I'm doing all of these things like through marketing. I'm spending a really small amount of money in ads. Why am I not growing quicker? And I, I think if we look at brands that have that really accelerated fast growth, there's a couple of reasons why that happens. And one is because they've got investment, they've got cash behind them to really invest in ads. Now, I was chatting to one of my clients recently and they run ads on £800 a day and turn over a million a year. So, you know, if you if you look at it like that, they're still very profitable. The ads that they're running are, are still, even with that and production costs, they're still making a profit for sure. But if you think about like when you're first starting out, you don't have £800 a day to just <laughs> drop on ads. <laughs> but the reality is if you are running a um, business that is solely focused through investing money into ads 
to get the customers you do need to pump in quite a lot of money for that to actually get the desired outcome obviously you can go down the organic route so most people when they are first starting out they do decide to go down the organic marketing route they do press they do um social media tiktok uh all of all of the email marketing all of the more kind of organic ways to acquire and market to customers but the reality is it is going to take you a little bit longer to get your desired kind of outcome from your revenue and your profits because that is one it's manual labor like you're taking up all of your time on um, marketing your brand rather than thinking about other things that you might be wanting to do for the future um and it's, it's quite intense. It takes a long time. These things don't just happen overnight unless you suddenly randomly go viral, in which case, yeah, maybe you might get a few people out of the um, massive audience that your real or your TikTok has gone to that are your customers and then they may purchase. But there's no guarantees with 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 that. You might just get loads of random people following you that aren't actually your customer. But I think if you want fast growth, obviously, you do need to have some kind of cash to invest in your marketing. Um, and I think even if you don't have cash, like loads of money to invest in your marketing, it's just about how you split your budget. So if you've got a, a certain mu- a mu- uh, amount that you want to spend on generating everything for your brand, um, I think you should be at least predicting that you're going to uh, invest at least 25, 20, 20, 25% of that into your marketing um, and a bigger chunk, maybe 50% into your product and your sampling and the rest mm. maybe through like, packaging shipping uh support that you might need because again running a business on your own is very difficult you might need some support you might want to factor in money for people like service business people maybe like mentors coaches even like social media managers to take off the uh, off of the pressure or some of the tasks that maybe you don't need to be doing um and that is actually money very well spent I think a lot of people they're always like oh it's so expensive it's a cost it's a cost and I'm like it's an investment (laughs) it's an investment if 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 you're investing in a person to run your social media and that's not your zone of genius that is an investment because it's taking up your time um and your time is more valuable spent in somewhere that you are enjoying uh enjoying doing or things that are going to move your business forward in another way exactly and I think you know outsourcing those tasks that you you until you start you're not going to know what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy when you get going and you're like okay this is an area that I really love this one I'm not so keen on outsource it so you can focus more on the stuff that you love doing because the the more that you do the stuff that you love obviously there's all stuff that we don't want to do as well like accounting (laughs) you know if you've got more focus on this stuff and you outsource that, you're going to enjoy the process so much more sure. than if you, if you're doing it all yourself and you're not spending that money on other people to help you, then yeah, it's just a lonely, slower process. It, and you do, like we said, it is going to be slower, but you have to be consistent and you can't have that fast growth unless you have that investment. Actually case study, one of my very first clients um, came to me, they'd already launched they'd spent all the money on product and they launched on day one with no marketing. Like they hadn't had any marketing. So they had all this product and they launched and they didn't sell anything because nobody knew who they were. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> on all this stock. And the product was beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, but no one was, no one could find them. Nobody knew who this, who this brand was. So that that's a brilliant case study of like, okay, they spent all the money in one area and not, in anything on marketing until launch and then they spent it it's too late then 
it's like it's too late then yeah well it's not it's not too late I guess I guess you can still turn it around probably like you can still start marketing you can relaunch you can pivot the business there's still something that you can can be done I guess with the products that you have but if you're expecting and this is what I know that a lot of people that come to me and I know a lot of people that come to you expect bang day one sales and launch I'm going to sell out within a week that is absolutely not going to happen unless you invest something in your marketing yeah and um they did pivot the business um but obviously they came to me for help to how to do that and we did yeah. have to look at other avenues for, for how to get them visible um but yeah you you are going to you you are going to have to invest like we said you're going to have to invest in product and marketing and outsource anything for help you need support it's like i think they're the three key areas aren't they marketing product and support to yeah people new you don't know how to do stuff then you, you're going to need yeah. that support from people so yeah I would say they're your three areas and and to really look at look at your budget to see okay where do I have to start I want my dream business this is what I want but how do I get there what steps do I need to take to get to that point where I can make um bespoke product um if you have the budget great let's go if not, how can we get you started to get you yeah. to that point? And it is doable. It's the smaller, slower process. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think if even if you only have like a thousand pounds to invest, like you just got to be realistic about that. You've got to say, right, okay, these are the things that I must buy right now. Which is one, your product. I must invest in my marketing, and potentially I just need like a quick session with somebody to help me get get me on my way and avoid making any mistakes early on. And then you've inv- you know that you've invested that money really wisely. Um, but what you don't want to do is just say, right, I've got a thousand pounds, that's all going on my product. You don't invest anything in your marketing, you don't invest in any support because you think that's a cost. They're not cost. Everything that you put into your business, as long as you're thinking about the outcome of the investment, is is an investment. You will get a return on that at some point. So whether you're investing in sampling, you're getting a return on that in knowing that your product coming in bulk production is going to be correct if you're investing in ads you know that hopefully you're targeting a certain demographic of people and your return on um in sales and conversions is going to come back to you in some way if you're returning in investing in people you know that um you're you're taking some time away from yourself to um focus on things that are more important that you can be growing your business and someone's actually just running your social media for you for example so i think all of it whenever it comes to putting money into your business yes at the beginning it can feel scary and it can feel like a cost but I think one of the biggest things that we talk about with running a business is mindset and the mindset needs to be shifted into looking at costs as investments and like what can what will you get ultimately after three months after you've invested that money into that person running your social media like how much bigger is your audience going to have grown by than you could have done it by yourself so I think it's just a mindset shift into looking at costs to investment 100 and I, whenever people ask me my prices I always say the investment is because it For is sure. an investment and it's not a cost you have to invest in your business and yourself to move forward and if you're always constantly looking at it as cost it's almost like kind of has a negative sort of mindset to it if you're looking at it as sure. investment, much more positive um, and you do have to definitely make that switch 100%. Absolutely, I agree with that. I think it's just, yeah, all about mindset, thinking about investments, 
investing in the right things. So the product, the sampling, the marketing and the people. Um, and you can start a budget. You can start a business on any budget. It's yeah. completely up to you how much you invest in your business. Only you know how much cash you've got to invest. It's all about how you invest it. So our best tips for that, definitely, as we just said, marketing, people and product. Yeah, making that money work as hard as it can for you. Um, exactly. Areas will make will, you'll get the best outcome, no matter how small sure. how big the budget is. If you start with that in mind, you can't go far wrong. No, you can't go wrong at all. I think either way, <laughs> you're going to build something amazing with it. So, yeah. although we can't 100 answer your question, like how much is <laughs> how long is it start a brand? We can also, obviously, for example, if um, if you've got a budget, that is definitely something that we can help you kind of manage. And if that's something um, that you don't know where to invest it in, that's obviously what both of us are kind of here for. So, um, yeah. yeah, so thank you so much. I've, I've obviously always great to talk to you. Um, and if anyone, um, hopefully this has helped anyone listening understand a little bit more about what they need to invest in when they are starting a brand. Yes, brilliant. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Commerce Club podcast. I'm going to just end here because I want to tell you about my membership, the Commerce Club. So when I started my business buyers collective, there were three missions I wanted to work to. One was I wanted to use my extensive industry experience that I've gained over working with some of the world's biggest luxury brands to support startups. I also wanted to make sure I was providing accessible and affordable business support to product-based business entrepreneurs. And I never, ever wanted to put my clients into one box. I wanted to make sure that business support was not a one-size-fits-all solution. And I wanted to make sure everyone had an option to work with me, whatever their budget. So that's why I've always created multi-level offers in my business. And the Commerce Club is my most accessible offer yet. And my God, it has been through so many iterations in the past few years. I've launched it a few times. And to be honest, it's never felt quite right. But earlier this year, I tested a new concept and I've learned so much from the feedback and usage of the past members that I finally feel like I've nailed it with the execution. Essentially, the Commerce Club is my membership for product-based business entrepreneurs. It's an accessible and affordable membership where I've built out multiple courses and resources for you to provide you with DIY support to help you set up and grow your brand. All of the courses are designed to guide you through every stage of business from taking your idea and turning it into reality setting up your business, launching your business and beyond, such as trading your business, setting up your email marketing, getting your products stocked in retailers. And all of the courses are now available to download and subscribe to the membership, get access to them all. Head over to the www.thecommerceclub.co. You can even try out the membership besides one of my free masterclasses and you'll get access to it into your inbox straight away. Looking forward to seeing you in the membership very soon.